Welcome back to the Speedy Arrowcast. I'm your co-host, Dan Morin, and I am joined by my co-hosts in separate interrogation rooms. John Moltz is here. Did you do it, John Moltz? Dan, I just want you to know, because I don't know if everybody who uh, reads this podcast knows, um, but I'm incredible at parkour. (laughs) I did know that, actually. I did know that. Uh, Also here, Guy English, stop lying to me, Guy. Tell me the whole story. Well, you know what? I look at my friend John Moltz and I just think, we have to protect him. (laughs) I like Uh, hearing that. Yeah. (laughs) From himself, mainly. Uh, We are, of course, here to talk about Arrow Season 7, Episode 20, entitled Confessions, which is a pretty good title for this episode, since there are many confessions in this episode. Uh, Some of them real, some of them not real. Some of them false. Yeah. Uh, And I believe that Guy has chosen to do the recap of this interesting and different episode. I have, and I think I just lied to you guys because <laughs> John's like before the no. show we were, we were saying that uh, you know this would benefit from like a thirty thousand mile view, uh, and then I'm like, yeah, sure, I got that, I got little notes, and then I did a word count, and I've got like six hundred and eighty five words, so it's too many not words, as ba- not <laughs> as bad as usual, but you know, still not that. Great. Is that more, it was six hundred eighty five? I'm trying to see if that's more or less than the number of words in my notes. Uh, uh, I have more than that, but that's because oh, I just really? write. Okay, I okay. write like sentences, and then just that's it. Yeah, I write full sentences too. Anyway, whatever. Who cares? Nobody cares yeah. about this. Uh, so we. <laughs> Everyone cares. This is what they <laughs> tune in for. You know what? What's really making me hot to turn on to uh, the Arrow <laughs> Speedy Arrowcast is how do they take those notes? <laughs> well, um, anyway, so we open on a crime scene with two dead guards and Ollie, and the turns out Ollie and the team were on site uh, in a sepia-colored. Uh, flashback the gang is discussing how to get the lost chemical weapons back uh dig and ollie visit this guy mr toff at aerodyne industries and he does not seem to want to help at all uh so felicity hacks into uh this is accounted in interviews and stuff but this is basically the flow of events uh turns out in the flashback that uh, felicity has hacked into toff's accounts and determined that he was on the take from the ninth circle and it turns out Somebody else was on the scene, not just uh, Ollie and his team. And it turns out that somebody was our boy, Roy, which is awesome. Yay! Is it, yay, Roy! Roy. Parkour Roy. Um, <laughs> uh, so Dino wants His actual to, name. Parkour Roy, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Only Thea gets to call him that, though. <laughs> um, you made it weird. <laughs> do you know what? I... I I almost started riffing on that, and I'm like, you know what? Just leave that one there. <laughs> uh, Dinah wants to know where Roy was after he went missing and uh, what he was up to. Uh, but, you know, the, there's all these oblique answers because he was traveling the world. Uh, Thea has, uh, it, back in the flashbacks, it turned, uh, Roy tells Ollie that uh, Thea has finally found her passion, which from the sound of it sounds like killing ninjas is her passion. <laughs> And slash slash destroying Lazarus pits, I guess. Yeah, yeah, but whatever. It's better than dating Alex. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Moving up in the world. Yeah, if you're going to live your best life, it's not going to be with Alex. Um, Roy does. Uh, so they've got to infiltrate uh, Aerodyne Industries to get uh, some MacGuffin, and so Roy does some uh, parkour, and it is pretty awesome. And then he does an even more awesome thing where he flips upside down and does a, a like an arrow trick shot. 
and then uh, slips through the uh, the spinny fan that he just got through, and uh, it's a big fight, fight, fight with uh, three guys in hoods. Um, in the control room, uh, Felicity lies that she didn't see any guards, uh, but she had, uh, and Roy leaves to go check things out and saying, uh, we can't just leave them there. She claims not to know where Roy was when the guards were killed. Uh, this is all happening in the interview room in SCPD. Uh, Roy getting interviewed by the cops, just like the good old days, and he says he was attacked by Ninth Circle Hoods, and in another great fight, 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 he beats up a bunch of them doing some awesome parkour fighting, uh, but gets knocked out. During his interview, Diggle says Roy was unconscious when he found him on the floor. They noticed that he has blood on his sleeve, and that's obviously not a good sign. Um, the people interviewing him, I should say, are Dinah and uh, our our Biff for this season, I think, like the hardest <laughs> the hardest working constable on patrol. That'd be Sergeant Bingsley. Bingsley is, is a real Biff, man. This guy's on the case. <laughs> Biff? It's true. Biff that's Bingsley. true. Biff Bingsley. I'm not I'm joking. I'm going to Google that and find out that it's like some classic DC character. Biff <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you should do it. Do it. Biff Bingsley is pretty great. Anyway, uh, uh, Diggle claims that uh, Renee split off for him when he saw uh, Imiko make a run for it. Renee chased after her. Diggle went, to, went and found Roy. Uh, then he heard gunshots ring out. Diggle investigated to find two dead guards. Uh, Diggle then looks up, sees Renee standing over the bodies, holding a pipe. Uh, when we cut to Renee being interviewed, and the cops want to know where the missus, where his missing glove is, that seems to go nowhere. But whatever. Um, in a flashback, uh, Ollie checks in on Renee to make sure he's okay before they go off on this mission that they, that uh, where things went south on, uh, saying that uh, Renee had become close to Amico. Kind of a good talk, 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 but uh, basically just setting them up as. Uh, they both care about Emiko, but uh, Renee has a real soft spot, and Ollie at this point thinks that she's just a, like a liar um, and wants to be wary of her. Um, Renee's version of the story upon interview is that he went after Emiko uh, and that he didn't catch up to her. In reality, he did, and she holds him at arrow point. He tries to turn her onto the light side of the force, uh, and she admits that she admits to being the, uh, the lead of the Ninth Circle. And tells her your mother would hate what you've become. So she grazes him with an arrow and takes off. He then finds Oliver on the platform over the two dead bodies holding a pipe. Uh, Ollie says, "Yeah, <laughs> not not a smoking pipe. <laughs> no, not a smoking pipe. Like a like this a, is a this yeah, is, this like real, Gandalf. You're, you're yeah. like Ollie in the conservatory with the lead pipe. Basically. Exactly. This is a yeah. it's a vigilante more, more version like that, of clue. that kind of pipe. Pretty yeah. much that kind of pipe. Yeah, the, the beat somebody over the head with a pipe." Um, where did they get that pipe from? Anyway, whatever. They're underground. <laughs> Doesn't matter. There's lots of there, pipes yeah, there. they're just pipes down there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, upon his interview, Oliver says that he broke into the ventilation room and did a fight, fight, fight. Uh, then he disarmed the device, heard the shots, and then upon arriving on the scene, he says he found his sister, Emiko, had killed the two guards. But we don't see him see that. Back in the, uh, in the cave... Uh, they're all having a little book club, and Dinah arrives, and it is revealed that it has all been a scam. They'd lied, and they'd got away with it, because uh, Biff Bingsley, as all Biffs ever, <laughs> turns out to have had the right idea, but to have been stymied by his superiors. Um, the real story. So now we get to see the whole thing sort of thing from beginning to end. Uh, Dinah is with the team, 
as they uh, go into the subway station. Ollie and Dinah get to the ventilation room. Roy fights the hoods in the uh, corridor, as we saw before, earlier, but he gets knocked out for a second and then gets up and he goes into a full Miracure Ridge. Uh, when the transit officers try to stop him, he attacks him and beats him to death with a pipe that he found on the ground because it's Yikes. clue. It is clue. Yeah, except and, it's not a Miracuda range. Oh well, yeah, but that's what I wrote. Yeah. You're you're reading my notes in Sorry. real time. Okay. I have not. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you may. We're all. This is all unfolding. You may be surprised this to know I did before. not do an editing pass on this one. This has all happened before. Exactly. Uh, the team arrives, and Roy is a broken man. Uh, they stop him from beating on the guy, and he's sort of uh, looking wild-eyed and curled up in a ball, uh, which is where Ollie says we have to protect him. Uh, Ollie also looking pretty shaken. Um, and then uh, my night. <laughs> I was hoping to just roll into this one, but now you're going to have to beat it. Oh, shoot. <laughs> that wasn't a coup. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Oh shoot! Uh, turns out that wasn't Miracu. How did that? How did you die? Is what Ollie has to ask Roy. I did not see that coming. I actually, did. I got it right before, like as right as they're talking about it. I got it, but it was Be- before like he a, says. I think I know what it was. I think right when he says, I think I, or I, yeah, right around the time of that. I think I got there just about the same time Ollie did. <laughs> Oh, okay. I figured it must be something. I didn't really quite get it, but uh, but uh, I can't remember. I think I think before he admits it, I think I got it too. But um, because they were talking, they spent a lot of time talking about the Lazarus pits. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a tip. But like it was it was right around the time Ollie says, "I think I know what it was." I'm like, "Yeah, me too." <laughs> I did not. I really just thought it was. Yeah, I didn't get again. it quite then. But anyway, that's why my notes say, "Oh shoot!" Uh, so it turns out. During a raid on a Lazarus pit, uh, Roy took an arrow, which is ironic, he says. Uh, Then Thea resurrected him in the Lazarus pit and then destroyed it. They were trying to keep his his murderous rage under control, but, uh, oops, I don't know. He says something about Mirakuru, not, who cares? Doesn't matter. Now he's a rage machine. Uh, They find Emiko's, uh, and then, luckily, somehow, they find, although, uh, no, in hindsight, I guess it's a, a setup. They find Emiko's hidden lair, and in what appears to be the dumbest thing Dum Dum Ollie has ever done, he tells Roy to come along because they're a team. The guy just killed two innocent people. <laughs> yeah, I, I questioned that decision as well. And Ollie's like, You're always a brother to me. Come along and let's put you in another situation where you may kill people. <sighs> Ollie. Yeah. When he's not being a dick, he's being a dumb dumb. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, uh, Ollie basically manages to confront Emiko, but she's in a glass booth, which seems like a, an obvious gimme that I don't know why every other villain hasn't thought of that first. Uh, Emiko tells Ollie that she didn't warn their father about the bombs on the gambit when she had the chance. And then she blows Ollie up, which I have to say, after all of these years, is a pretty great villain move. Ollie looks pretty much done for. He's got like a big heavy lump on him. So, uh, you, you, There are one, in, one additional detail. Uh, he, uh, we also have the brief scene where, uh, Felicity thanks Dinah for getting rid of the footage mm-hmm. at the subway. Yeah, right. And yep, then right. she says, that wasn't me. And then Emiko reveals that, of course, she sent it to Biff, Biff Bingsley. Uh, Bingsley, so yeah. they're going to be in trouble. Yes, they are going to be in trouble. Yeah, I missed that in my notes because I actually got pretty engaged in the episode right around there because I was like, eh, wow, he died. Oh, yeah. This is this yeah. started to be different than I thought yeah, it was going to be. Exactly. Yeah. started to be pretty right. awesome. Um, and that's basically the end of the episode. 
Yeah, it's a little bit of a cliffhanger or cliff faller. Cliff, yeah, he's <laughs> crunched under a cliff, basically. I'm pretty sure they just they blew up slab side again. It's a real biff hanger. Yeah. Uh, I I thought this this was a really interesting structure to an episode. Like having the intertwining stories. It has like a usual suspects vibe to it, right? Like mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what oh, they're yeah, shooting yeah. for. Right. Like, even in the beginning, like, Dinah says, once she's brought in on the scene, like, where are the suspects or something? Yeah. Um, and so we each, we get it filtered through each of their different perspectives. Uh, even though, like, the thing that sort of raised my eyebrow about it was like, I was like, why is Dinah being so hard on them? Like, this seems really right. out of character. But right. when you view it in retrospect, of course, as a, it makes perfect sense that she's trying to distance herself and provide yes. credibility to their stories by grilling them. Yeah, I think the one thing you really have to uh, sort of just get over and accept, I mean, more than Miraku pits and people coming back from the dead, <laughs> is that uh, these people kill people every day. Like, every every week, there's, like, just dead bodies everywhere. Uh, so, <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a little Bingsley weird. These guys are innocent, though, right? To, <gasps> Bingley even says that to Oliver, right? Like, he says, you've killed before, like, a lot. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but he doesn't mean last week. He means like prior to going right. to jail. Yes, which no, is yeah. which is true. Like you, you have to get over the conceit of the show, which is like when they shoot people and stick them with arrows, they are actually okay. Somehow. Or or they're ninjas and it doesn't matter. Yeah, I guess. Well, yeah, they're not actual people. Yeah, <laughs> they're ninjas. That, yeah, I think that's a bit racist. But yeah, true. no, yes, I, it yeah. is. Well, yeah, I mean, no, I know. <laughs> yes, to be fair, well, they're, let me rephrase that. They're henchmen and they don't count. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh. But so I, I really like this. This didn't go the way I expected it to go. Uh, just from the even from the CPU coloring on the the flashbacks, I thought it was good. Uh, I it was well structured. It was interesting. It kept me uh, engaged. I didn't see um, while it sort of played out not alien to what I was expect any of the characters to do. I I wasn't sure what was going to happen. And the the big switcheroo, which we already talked about, uh, I really didn't see coming. Yeah. So good on them. The so a couple interesting things to me. One is the the reveal. So I had a couple things minorly spoiled for me in that I saw a headline like last night that was like I knew Roy was coming back um, because I had seen the announcement that that he was going to appear in the present, and then I saw briefly just the, t- the like the headline of a recap. And it's like, Roy's back, and he has a crazy secret or something. And I was like, oh, Uh-oh. all right, yeah. well, he's got a crazy secret. There's limited... I mean, like, I didn't immediately jump to he died, because, right. but I was pretty sure that... They did a nice job, because even though I was kind of convinced going in that, like, okay, he must have done something, they deflected enough attention from him that I was willing to buy that, mm-hmm. like, he wasn't directly involved. And so it ended up being a nice sort of double twist there. Oh, I was actually pretty sure that he had been the one to murder them, but it's because we saw him crack earlier this season, and I account I thought it was just a, a Miraku relapse, and I took it to mean that that's why he's hiding out on the island at the beginning. Right, yeah, no, I agree with that oh, assessment. Okay. I think that is why he's young. Did we see him in, the, in yeah. one of the flash forwards he flips out or something? Yes. Yeah, I, like I they're, that's they're right. Yeah, now that you say that, I mean, and I didn't think of it during this episode, um, but it, now that you say it, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, because it was never clear why he was on the island. Yes, agreed. Right. And, right. and I, I think this makes sense, perfect right? sense. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other thing I was going to compare it to is because it was something we talked about totally 
uh, off off topic a while back was the uh, it reminds me of an attempt at doing something like the DS9 episode in the Pale Moonlight, mm-hmm. where it's A, you have a very questionable narrator, and B, you have our characters making a decision that is actually morally very questionable, right? Like, there's a discussion yeah. briefly at the end, like, should we... He's like, I should turn myself in or something. And they're like, well, then we are going to have to rehash the whole our vigilantes are bad from the city, and we have, like, an active threat running around that the police right. are not going to be able to deal with, which is a very practical answer, but, yeah, you just covered up your buddy murdering two <laughs> totally innocent people. That right. is not a very heroic thing to do. And it looks like it's backfired on them. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah, It does, it seems like they're all going to jail. Which is yeah. good, because it should, they should get them in trouble, based on, like, sort of the plot I, yeah, line. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I mean, I guess so. You know, I mean, I, you know, we, we've watched this show for so many years now, and let them, and let, you know, and in order to root for the hero you have to sort of decide that he can get away with a lot of stuff that i don't think in real life we would want someone getting away with right but i think that's the whole purpose of the first six you know months of this season of putting him in prison was trying Mm -hmm. to establish like there are real stakes now because we Mm -hmm. like you know in the set we know the show's ending whatever we know we're near the end of the season all this stuff but taking the meta you know out of it like it should have some level of fear to it, and we also know what happens in the future. In that, like vigilantes are really looked down on, and I think we're starting to get to the point of realizing why that is. Right. Yeah. And huge props to Emiko for not saying that she was twenty steps ahead of Ali. <laughs> <laughs> I also appreciate that she's she- just really effective. She blew him up. She didn't boast that much. She stuck him with like a like an emotional zinger and then just left the scene. Yeah, and, and she does, and she got and she got lucky, right? Yeah. Because because they she didn't, you know. I mean, like they brought Roy into this, and she just capitalized on it, right? Yeah, yeah that's a great point. And and we also haven't seen her. We really haven't seen her morally waffle. Like everything, I think, in which that was the case was kind of for show earlier in the season. Where we think she's she and Ollie are like sort of getting along and breaking down barriers, I yeah. think we established that basically all of that was kind of an act. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I think she, I think she could have gone either way when she asked her dad for money to start her company. Oh yeah, but that was well before yeah. the the events of this season. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah certainly. Yeah. But I think that was like the moral yes, waffling. That's, that's the she, turning point. Yeah, yeah. yeah when she when she burns the Looney Tunes plans for the boat. Yeah, I think that's what. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, in this episode, like the only thing that I think she is somewhat soft on is Renee, because I think she could easily have killed him with that shot. Oh, yeah. Uh, and she yeah, doesn't. Yeah. I think she yeah, very yes. deliberately shoots to wound him. I think she does have a soft spot for him, but that's not going to change her mind about, you know, her agenda. No. So, right. Not at all. Yeah, there's not and a again, lot of moral, I don't... <laughs> Yeah. Well, I don't think she's not morally waffling there either. No, that's she's my just, point. She, just she has- wants to save him. She's like, she doesn't want to kill him. She has, she postures that he is in danger when he's not really. Yeah. Like she even says, okay, I'm going to kill you this time. But like, you know, it's never going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. But she's never like, she's not a character that we, at this point, I don't think that anybody would think there's any chance of her redemption. Right, it's not like Laurel's situation where it's like, well, maybe she'll come around, right? Like, no, I don't think so. I think yeah, everyone's doesn't pretty like convinced it. that she's yeah. she's a bad guy. She's as convinced yeah. as uh, Malcolm Merlin and yeah. uh, uh, Slade. 
Uh, even Slade I, although, came oh, back around. No, Slade, Slade was different. Yeah, and, I mean Slade yeah. was crazy. And even Malcolm had yeah. his own. You know, Malcolm self. actually was uh, that whole thing when he's trying to explain it to um, to his son. Oh my God, our Tommy. favorite guy, Tommy. Uh, when he's trying to explain it to Tommy is basically a crisis of his own conscience, right? Like, yeah. He wants his son to understand and go along with him so that he could feel better about the course of action he's taken. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So, like, like even he's trying Malcolm, to convince himself, you know? So, even yeah. Malcolm does have some sort of moral compass. Like, because he goes back and forth, right? He has his kids that he wants to protect and all that. Whereas, Emiko oh, yeah, sorry. Was, I just mean in the first season when he was yeah, the big dad. No, 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 I mean, yeah. after that, it's, you know. Yeah, but I think Emiko really has, like, She's just out for revenge, and I, in that point, you're totally right. She's a lot like Malcolm in season one. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I thought that was an interesting conclusion, and like you, like you said, like John, he, she's just, she's really good. She's really good. She's really thought this through. Yeah. Um, yeah, and at, you know, and in thinking back about it, I was like, I was like, wait a minute, like this seems, this seems preposterous. How could she have set that whole thing up? And then I realized, no, she didn't set the whole thing up. She only took advantage of it later. Yeah, she capitalized after they screwed after said, they screwed up. Right. I agree with Guy's assessment that drink, bringing Roy along at the end makes zero sense. I don't understand why they don't leave him in the bunker with Felicity. Yeah, because he's going to lift up that giant rock or something. There's going to be some feat of strength. That's <laughs> fair. Because here's strength. the thing: he invites him along, and then we don't see any of the team. Right. They run off in different directions. Yeah, but like there's no there's no uh, repercussions for him being invited along. So I imagine the next episode's going to start, you know. I did. This is I I feel like this is I can't count how many there were this season, but I mean, I want to say like four where I was watching the episode and I was thinking, "Oh no, this is another one." <laughs> you know, like this is and I keep doing it where I think, "Oh, this is another classic Arrow episode which I'm not going to like because it's too plot convenience playhouse." And I mean, some of it still was plot convenience playhouse, but still um when the twist came, I was like, "Okay, now this is okay. Now this makes sense. Now this is much better." Yeah. And, I, you know, I, I, and it didn't I, I, come until like 3 quarters of the way through the episode, which is nice. No. It's nice when yeah. It, you yeah. Don't, yeah. I did yeah, so it's good. So to your point, I did like the uh, the change of format, uh, like the uh, the usual suspect style kind of thing, because at least that's mixing it up a little. But you're right; I did feel like it was playing out more or less as a standard Arrow episode with um, a nice twist to the to the presentation, and then we got something mm-hmm. pretty great out of it. So I'm, I'm very happy. Yeah, a couple things. I, I, okay, go we ahead. Can, we'll do the we'll do the well we'll do the oh, okay. the, the ritual later. I, I, I want to call out a couple things that I liked in here. Um, one, I, I do enjoy Roy coming back down and meeting people in the bunker and Felicity, yeah. like freaking out and giving her a hug. I think she and, and Emily Bett Rickards and Colton Haynes are like really good friends. And like, they haven't had, I guess they, do they have a scene together in the flash forwards? Probably at some point, but still it was very, it was a cute moment. I yeah, like yeah. that. I liked, uh, the comment about Roy being incredible at parkour, which feels <laughs> like a thing that everybody i mean that was the thing i started reading in one of the reviews might have been on the av club or something was like they talked about roy parkouring all the time and i kind of feel like that was a a writer's reading those reviews moment and just be like yeah let's just yeah. Dr- like let's throw right. that line gonna, out there let's just say it yeah <laughs> um getting to which uh the fight fight fights were great particularly yep. Yeah. roy's yep I yeah agree. 
Royce mm-hmm. was good. Ollie's in the room with the bomb was pretty solid. And then yeah. with him, without Dinah. Uh, the guy with the crazy shock staff. That was kind of wild. by the way, you've stumbled upon our sponsor. Oh, oh, I have. <laughs> what do it I is. win? I said it's the, the Electro Lloyd. Staff. I win $100. It's, a big, <laughs> it's, a, it's the Electro you Staff. You win 10% off an Electro Staff. Ooh. Yeah, it's a, it's a big, long staff with sparky bits at the end. And it's used by bad guys. I mean, we, all, we, all get, we all get one for free. Sure. We, we yeah. did. We did. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, from battle droids on Separatist cu- yeah. cruisers. And, <laughs> including you. General Gigas himself. Thank you. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And now uh, it's available to washouts from the League of Assassins. So, you know, <laughs> if you order now, we'll throw in the batteries. Uh, it's really great for jump-starting uh, your Spartan helmet yeah. when you need if, to. <laughs> if you've got a heads-up helmet, yeah. this will do the trick. That's how that works. That yeah. was how that works. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I really liked Oliver's thing at the end where, even though it, misguided as it might be, when Oliver tells Roy that they've covered for him, and and Roy says you didn't you didn't have to do that, or mm-hmm. I didn't ask you to do that. I and didn't Oliver, ask you to do that. And Oliver yeah. says you never have to ask me ever. Like yeah. I really liked that, and I liked Stephen Amell's delivery and performance on that line because I thought he really sold it for me. Like he knows everything that he owes Roy, even if Roy has not been on the team for a long time. You know, yeah. Roy went to prison and faked his death for Oliver. Yeah, really, yeah. like. That yeah. that history is all encapsulated in that one exchange, and I thought that was a really really nicely done. Right, I kind of even like the way um, Renee's like he's not on the team, and Ollie and the old school Ollie would have been like, "I'm just going to shoot an arrow in your leg, Renee." <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> new school Ollie is like a little bit more politic. Like, no, he's always on the team. That that's it. Like, it's end of discussion. Uh, but I really love that, and it harkened back to me for to some of the more tender moments for like season one or two kind of thing yeah yeah where ollie was basically just a dick all the time but when it you know every now and then he would say something kind to either thea or tommy <laughs> or even even uh what's his name uh uh roy at times true yeah you know like i think uh like oh yeah after he shoots roy in the leg and he goes and removes it in his they're at the mansion and yep. he goes and takes the arrow out and fixes him up. And he says, mm-hmm. look, stay away from him. It's bad news. Right, like he's always right, had a bit right. of a... He's always tried to take care of him in a gruff kind of way. And, and this fit yeah. into that relationship in a great way that I, I felt satisfied with. Yeah, I, I mean, if anything, my only disappointment with Roy has been that this is the only time we get to see him interacting in the present. Yeah. yeah. This season. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Uh, I think I think he'll... I think given that we're i think the next episode basically picks up where this le- leaves off it seems like colton haynes at least sticks around for that but we'll have to yeah. see what happens after that it's gonna have to yeah. uh so so i what uh, one more thing that i liked about this yeah. episode was that uh the previous two have been uh sort of character like breakout character episodes mm-hmm. you know we had the canaries and then we had uh diggle and yep. ernie the diggle and ernie show and <laughs> uh this one i did not know was going to be about Roy. yeah and i loved it it's it's nice yeah. too because you also well, get yeah. the feeling I don't know what the situation is there's a lot of questions hovering around next season and how yeah. that's going to work with a shorter yeah. episode count and with yeah. Felicity leaving among other things I think it's nice to bring back some characters so you can kind of put a bow on their yeah. stories which I think yeah. is what's happening between this and the fast forwards for Roy um so that's that is a nice move too cuz it's not it's not quite a character study for Roy but he does get a lot of moments here i mean overall i think it is a really nice team episode as well just because we get to go through all of their different stories and stuff like that 
Um, so a lot of good moments for the team. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's nice to sort of, sort of tie up where Roy is going from here, I think. Yeah. And just to the fight, fight, fighting again, Roy engages two of these (laughs) Rhodic guys by wrapping himself around one guy's neck and grabbing the other guy, (laughs) forming like a, I don't know, some kind of like like the the number pi sort of like <laughs> shape and that was awesome i loved it and also that's typically the kind of move that you see a like a woman fighter do and i just loved it really. yeah, it's, yeah it's called yeah. the stonehenge yeah yeah exactly thank you i was I, I once i got letter the number pi in my head i couldn't get to stonehenge which is where i wanted to go so, yeah uh and then the other thing to mention which just sort of reminded looking at this is that emiko's plan is not as with so many villains' plans, is not just to kill Oliver, but to basically ruin his reputation, and as she puts it, turn him into a villain like their father, which I thought was also an interesting point, given that so much of what we've seen about Robert, especially after his death, has not been super complimentary. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, there's a real threat there. And, and again, as we've seen in the future, uh, vigilantes, things are not great. Yeah, but she doesn't spend all her time vamping about it either. No, no, she's she's here to she's here to not make friends and blow up bombs. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not like <laughs> I'm going to give you... pretend to make friends and and yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just got him. She drops like an emotional bomb on him and then just blows him up. Then drops that's a the right... literal and bomb. then an actual yeah. bomb. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um. All right. Any last thoughts before we ritual this sucker? Sounds like a no. John, what say you? (laughs) Well, okay, so I had been prepared coming into this discussion to give it a John Jr. Because I was a a little bit annoyed about the beginning. And, you know, I still had that feeling, even if they managed to turn it around at the end. Um, And I also feel like some of it was still, like, bringing Roy along at the end doesn't make a lot of sense. And that seemed a little plot convenience playhouse to me. But in talking about it with you guys, I think I've decided to go with uh, with a Biff um, because there's enough about it that's that was really good. Um, it turned out, you know that that turn at the end was really good. I do, even though I found some of the like the the repetition kind of annoying as I was going through it. I applaud yeah. them for doing something different. And yeah, I mean, looking back on it, I think it's it's better than I was um, giving it credit for. So I'm going to give it a Biff. All right, guy. Uh, I agree with John. I was ready to give it a biff. I was excited. Uh, I do like it when I talk to you guys and I managed to change my mind. So <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad I could do that for you. Uh, I take all of your points. There was a bunch of stuff, like thinking about it, that like, uh, yeah, it's a little bit uh, paint by numbers. Um, but the good bits about it, I think, really pulled it out for me. Uh, just seeing Roy was great. Having Roy yeah, do like yeah. a, like a parkour dance over laser beams that was great. <laughs> Having him do a trick shot through a fan upside down dope. that was yeah. great. You know, uh, the the fight fight fighting was aces. Uh, yeah, the character development was good. You know, uh, within the within the sort of uh, structure of doing an episode like this, I, I overall I thought it was great. It's a bit for me. It's a bit Billingsley. <laughs> <laughs> Bingsley, Bingsley, let's get Bingsley. Clear. Oh, yeah. Bingsley. Um, I yeah, I think I had the same sort of feeling as you guys, where it's like I was kind of on the fence about this. I'm like, this is strange. It does feel like roads that we've we've traversed before. But what I gave him credit for was he continually coming up with 
red herrings that made me question my own theory about what had happened. Um, mm-hmm. Because every time somebody saw somebody else standing over the body or thought somebody else yeah. was involved, I actually was like, oh, was it that person? Or are they covering for this person? And it, it just kept me guessing just enough that even though I wasn't like shocked about the ultimate, uh, you know, r- reveal of who had killed these people, I wasn't 100% certain going in like, you know, it's definitely a lock. This is what happened. I liked the feeling of of figuring out what happened like right about the time that Ollie did like was kind of a nice reveal like it wasn't something that was telegraphed too early um it was different it was interesting there's a lot of good performances and like I said there's there's enough here that is good and solid even when it felt like it was might devolve into sort of dull territory uh that I it, it came out as a win for me so I'm going to agree it's mm-hmm. a biff it's not the strongest episode we've had this season but it's it's yeah. neither is it the weakest uh nope. so i would i would give it a thumbs up and uh yeah it, it sort of catapults us pretty well it seems like into the last two episodes of the season yeah. because yeah. i think we're we're gonna kind of not really stop from here is my guess yeah i do want to call out one piece of writing in particular that i just thought of while you were talking uh when ollie goes to confront uh roy about what happened i thought that was really well done yes yeah, yeah, they have a good scene, and it's Colton like, Haynes. How did it happen, or when did it happen? When did yeah? It's so did, it, there's yeah. no like I know what there's none of that. It's a uh, it's that's a self assured piece of writing, and that's it's that's nice. exactly it's self assured. The characters know each other. You you're confident that the actors can pull it off, and they do. I I thought that was a very clever, very well done piece of writing that really served the big reveal well. So. Yeah, kudos and, and to that. kudos to Colton Haynes too. I think I, I, yep, I do miss every time he shows up again. I'm like, yeah. oh, he's really just solid. He's a really good yeah. actor yeah. on this show, and I, I miss having him around. But I'm glad that they could bring him back in for some more episodes. Yep, same. All right, well, we have done our due diligence in wrapping up <laughs> confessions. We have two episodes left in this season, uh, so there's a uh, there's still some some final stuff to to wrap up, but. Shall we do some superhero sweep? Uh, anything happened this week? In are, we doing, are, we do, are we doing the thing? Well, <laughs> anybody, I, anybody see any movies this week? Do you want to talk about that or do you want to talk about... I noticed that Guy or someone put in our superhero sweep topics. Also, the, the Gotham finale was also... Oh, I see. Week. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, okay. okay well, perfect. So I guess we'll hold off I on that. I guess we then. won't yeah. talk about that. <laughs> or I'll just ruin it for Unless John. you want me to sign off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this may be a real, like, hit the, the spoiler sweep double hard, because... Yeah. Yeah, okay, so... This will be early. You may not have seen the movie we're going to talk about. Uh, it is Shazam. Shazam. <laughs> the movie The movie everybody's talking about. I, I haven't seen Shazam. <laughs> I know. All right. Uh, we are going to talk uh, about Endgame. Uh, Avengers Endgame, which came out this past weekend. If you do not want to hear anything about Avengers Endgame, you can probably safely stop the stop. show now. Just yeah. stop. Uh, we won't say anything interesting. After I this, will. Sure, I you know what you. I'll do is I'll I'll even put a chapter marker in at the end of the episode when we just wrap wrap up and sign off. I don't think you need okay, to hear if, it. If anybody wants to hear us, if you really want fumble to hear that ball over yeah, the right, finish right. line. Stupid, stupid last two minutes of the show. You can do that. I'll put a chapter marker in for you. Yeah. Uh, okay. But yeah. other than that, you have been warmed, and we will now take our uh, fire off our spoiler horn and take our our moment of superhero sweep silence, and then launch into an endgame discussion. So, Vamoose with you!
All right, they're gone. Okay. Can Let's you believe what happened in Game of Thrones? <laughs> <laughs> I could barely see what happened in Game of Thrones. Oh, God, uh, my TV yeah. was fine. I think we turned the lights down. It seemed fine. Anyway. <laughs> okay, okay. We come on down. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real bait and switch. We just spoiled the whole yeah. event to a bunch yeah. of people. <laughs> also, not a superhero show. Uh, well, kind of, a little bit, but yeah. well, sort of. Well, yeah, I mean, this is a big movie. We're going to have a couple like full un- incomparable episodes talking about it, but we should at least yeah. spend some time talking about it. Um, yeah. yeah, this is, uh, I you, man, like it, it feels like a lot to talk about because it's a three hour movie and because a lot mm. happens. And even as I've been thinking about it over the last several days, I still. I'm thinking, like, I'm going to need to see this again at some point. But I actually feel like it's the first Marvel movie in a long time where I'm like, but not for a little while. Like, I feel yeah. like I need to sit with it before I dive right back in. Because it's like... I it's I did heavy. not feel like that. <laughs> did, you, did you see it twice? I've seen already? it twice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Cool. I, yeah. That, I think just that last hour is there's so much going on and so emotionally ringing at parts that I'm just like, I need a little break before I see it again. <laughs> So I was thinking of going tonight, and then I realized <laughs> can't do that. <laughs> I've got Oops. I've got other superhero commitments, uh, but I think I'm going to go tomorrow night, pretty late because uh, Dan, you and I are recording on Thursday, I believe. Yeah, I think that's right. with the, the incomparable crew. So I wanted to see it twice because uh, I saw it Thursday when it came out. Uh, I I don't know. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, but. If I'm going to talk about it, I kind of want to be watching it with a little bit more um, more of an eye to actually what's happening rather than just getting swept away by it. Yeah, it's interesting because there is there. Yeah, I don't even know. I kind of don't know where to start. Like, there's just so much in there. And I, I have some nitpicks about some decisions that were made. I've been reading a lot of articles about it in the last couple of days. And I think that there are some really good points about the failures of the Marvel movies to date and how some of them are exemplified in Endgame. But that said, it did not take away from my ultimate enjoyment of the movie uh, mm-hmm. and and feeling like it was a fitting capper to these like 20 odd movies. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I mean, certainly, certainly for Cap and Tony, I think yes. um, those two characters, uh, their, their ends seemed to really fit their whole arc yes yes yeah despite the 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 somewhat uh, <laughs> the, the plot and mechanics of that plot being kind of nonsensical at times even like time travel is a difficult conceit to work with and i think that they they hit all the emotional beats even if the logical way that the time travel works is I, at times I did not have scratching. a problem with really very much of the logic. How does Me he? Neither. How does in he this... come back? <laughs> well, I mean, I f- okay. There's a, a lot of ways. That, see, to me, there's a lot of ways that you can explain it, and that's really enough for me. <laughs> okay, yeah, you know, I, I, I don't think they need to go into every detail. And I mean, same. it's not that it's every you know. detail. It's a, I, you know, I think if you make rules, you should be consistent with those rules. And there are definitely parts that don't seem to follow the. The path that they've laid out. I think that's the whole idea of the Infinity Stones. There's no rules. You just do what you want. They don't even use the Infinity Stones for most of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, because of the time travel. Yeah, thing. the time travel yeah, thing has yeah. has some issues. Like because they okay. they very uh, yeah. clearly set up a pop culture. Like oh, it's like these time travel movies, and they're like, no, it's definitely not like those time travel movies because we don't yeah, want to get uh, ourselves when, in trouble. But it, then it kind of like yeah, I don't know. It's a little right. strange. 
Yeah. Okay. So if you didn't listen to us before, for reals now, go away. <laughs> um, <laughs> seriously. Uh, so when Tony does the snap, to like God knows what he did to the entire existence, right? Could have done anything. That's fair. That's Could have been fair. like, I want Cap to go and have a life with uh, Peggy, and everything's fine. <laughs> and like, that's what I wish, and that's what's going to happen. And that, and I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Like yeah. the, the idea of that, like when he snaps, uh, people were in planes that crash, and where do they materialize? I don't care. They materialize at home yeah. with their loved ones. It's fine. Like yeah, there's no I, yeah that I'm okay with. I think the thing yeah. with the the thing with Cap and Peggy's a little stranger, just because he specifically goes back in time to return, supposedly return all the stones. And then he stays. Well, he doesn't there. go back in time. He goes to parallel universes to return the stones. Okay. So does he live? And and I guess back in time. Does I mean, he live you know, with both. her in a parallel universe? Then. Well, I think that's that's what I assume but because otherwise he can't. Otherwise he can't come things back. That, then. Things that because otherwise things that happen they, they, he can't change the past. We, they already said that they can't change the past. Right. right and agreed. she's already she's already lived a life with somebody else and died. Yeah, yeah. Although it's a little vague because the canon so far, they never really talk about. I don't think they ever concretely say who she not, marries. Not one hundred percent, but she ends up with Susa at the end of. Didn't the end they of say Carter. something about? I thought they said like when she was on her and, deathbed, like I married a good man or something. Or um, okay, so I just she doesn't I, say that. I rewatched. Okay. We rewatched both all three Captain America movies this weekend because good after call. we watched Endgame, we we can't really yeah. wanted to binge them, so we watched them all. It's a, it's vague. There's never there's a part where okay. you see pictures of her with her kids, but there is no husband in but the she, picture. Am I thinking of the end She's, of Titanic? There, yes, like I lived a good life. There is a she reference. Says, um, <laughs> she says that she, that uh, in Civil uh, no uh, Winter Soldier that yes. he saved her husband's unit. Yes, he says she see he stopped a hydro blockade, which turned out to include the man that that would go on to become her husband. But that's also kind of ambiguous. Yeah, but I think that's less. I mean, who I then uh, left when Cat came back into the picture. Well, no, I mean, it could just just mean like, well, he saved himself. Like, and if he goes, okay, (laughs) yeah, okay. But I think the whole point is that if they go back in time, they they create a new timeline, regardless of anything else. Yeah, I I think so. I, so I mean that was that was pretty consistent throughout the rest of the movie. So yeah. I figure he went to back and he went and he started another timeline and he lived a, he lived a life with Peggy right. and then he Getting, talked to Hank Pym or yeah. he did something and he came back to that. Yeah, they, do, spe- the they one... do specifically say that right. They're like when you go back in time, your past is still your past, so it's still there, and then the, it becomes your future. So it gets yeah like grafted on like a right yeah, yeah. I think so, the trick yeah. is the trick is him coming back at the very end because that doesn't it's not really explained and it's it's kind no, of it's intimated not, it's not explained he, but I don't I don't care that much it's kind of intimated that he just got old in this timeline so well anyways. here's the other thing it could just be a different alternate using it could not be the same cap this is true <laughs> oh. anyway I'm not <laughs> I'm not gonna say that that really like took away you know too much of my yeah. enjoyment in the film debating that there was way too much other stuff that I really liked and so I'm yeah. not gonna I'll Besides, stop harping Spider-Verse on did, did okay Spider-Verse won an Oscar for this trippy hippie dub <laughs> stuff so you know let's just go with it uh, stuff that I absolutely loved um, I mean the moment where everybody comes back is pretty fantastic yeah, especially when yeah. we rewatch Winter Soldier right after, and I, you know, the Sam on your left thing is like yeah. several oh, yeah. times. That was great. Ugh. Um, the uh, chokes me up. <laughs> the thing yep. that the thing that I did not see coming 
that really made me like yell in the theater was Cap picking up Mjolnir. Like that to yeah. me was, I was like, oh my god, I did not think they were going to do this ever. Like I just thought they leave it. I didn't, see, I didn't think so thing. either. It, it but was that so moment. Good. There's that moment in uh, in a, um, Age of Ultron yeah. where he, he goes and he, he goes to pick it up and it moves just yes, a little such bit. Such a good movie. Yeah, that's fine. You could have left it at that. You could have. Like it would have well, been I, okay. I, I think that was it was written for a joke. Yes. And then, but in so much of this movie, they went back and picked up yes. like little things that they yeah, had. And they back. just, yeah. they were like, you know what? We're taking all of these to the bank. And guess what? Mm-hmm. They made a billion dollars. But like, yeah. yeah. Just story wise, they took them to the bank and it worked great. Seeing like uh, when we see uh, Mjolnir uh, move a little bit, Mjolnir, Mjolnir move a little <laughs> bit. Um, I thought it was going to come and conk uh, Thanos on the head yeah, by itself. Sure. Exactly. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. That was amazing. It was such a mo- it was a well-earned moment. And also Thor's yeah. Thor's I knew it. You know, like just I know. that's so I good. It. And he's happy about it. it, right? Like in the in Elton, right. yeah. he looks kind of worried, right? Like and I right. think it was that's my favorite thing is these characters who love each other and are just psyched about mm-hmm. like all being together again. I think yeah. that's great. I think one of the best things that the Marvel universe has done is leaned into Chris Hemsworth's comic chops which are considerable he is really like there's glimpses of it glimpses of it in the first two thor movies and then yeah like when he's in the uh the the cafe and he's like throwing the the coffee mug down asking for more and then in in ragnarok obviously it's like just like let's do this and they really lean into it again here uh they they made some choices that i think were less good than others about him but overall chris hemsworth just his performance is great Yeah. yeah um so yeah, full. The whole, his whole scene with his mother, I love too. It's great. Yes. It's nice to get closure on that. It's so many nice yeah. little things the time travel lets you do. Like it's very much Back to the Future too, where like yeah. even the point where like Tony's skulking around the edges of the you know of his of the tower in the first Avengers movie, yes. like hiding from the rest of them in, pa- in mm-hmm. the past. Very Back to the Future Part yeah. Two, and he sets up the America's ass joke, which is great. Yes, yes. <laughs> fantastic <laughs> and oh the thing i loved you know cap famously does not swear and then he comes around the corner he yeah. sees himself and he's like you gotta be shitting me yeah that was pretty great no he has that one and he has one in ultron too right at the very beginning of ultron could they make no a no 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 he, oh, he doesn't says say language. tony tony says and he says um language. he language. says language yeah uh and then nat nat starts making fun of him that whole cap yeah. fight cap on cap was uh, Awesome, right. I, and then I he knows it. just how to play him. Yeah, yeah. well, a he yeah. knows that. Well, I I thought it was a mistake, but anyway, well, yeah, he knows how to play him for sure. Like, oh yeah, he says Bucky's alive, and he yeah, gets yeah, in the yeah, face. yeah, right. Uh, which is amazing because he's had to. <laughs> like, he knows what a hard time he, out of this. Oh, I know. Yeah, how. he had such a hard time integrating that himself, and he's like, oh, okay, I guess I'll use this. Um, I love that when he gets knocked down and he's getting up, and the other guy goes, uh, "I could do this all day." And he's yes. just so exasperated. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Yeah, I know." He's like, "Yeah, I know." I, mean, I, know. I, full, full I love that Cap. Cap is annoyed by his own. Yeah, like goody well, goodiness, right. just like anybody else. He it's gets just as annoying. Too, right? Like well, it's been he really meets him himself, and he's point. such a he's such a goddamn boy scout. I know. He's well, like, oh, I mean, God, I hate it. it's because he's evolved and he's grown in that over you know intervening time, right? Like, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. He's he's right. grown a beard. He's he's got all scruffy. Yeah, for a bit, right. You know. So, but I thought, yeah. I mean, and to go with the, both of those, the scene in the elevator, of course, which was such a <sighs> fantastic setup, and then undercutting mm-hmm. where he you know gets in the elevator. It's literally like the scene from winter soldier and you're like oh right. 
He's going to have to do the whole elevator He's fight again. Right. And then he just does the whole Hail Hydra thing. And you're like, hey, <laughs> walks out tip of the, the hat to the like people, everybody who got bent out of shape about Cap being a Hydra in the comics in some ways. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but B, I, I mean, I don't think most people are going to get that. No. Well, I mean, the comic no, readers will. No, no, but, no. Like, but, I but loved it. B, yeah. it's just so smart, right? Like, it's yes. like, oh, yeah. this is going to be right. way easier. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, like he could win that fight, not a problem. Oh but yeah, why? Sure, you know yeah. why bother? It's just I mean, it was, and it was nice they got they got most of the same uh, like yeah, the same goons, back. yeah, the yeah, same goons. Squad. You got Rumlow, yeah. you got Sitwell, like you got all the yeah, you got, you got the big ball guy with the beard. Um, yeah. yeah, man, I would have loved to. I mean, this is impossible, but uh, Gary Shandling would have been a, a heart, like a, yeah, right, <laughs> a sight for sore eyes. Yeah. Um, you know, getting Redford back, like you know, for that scene in the lobby was pretty great. Yeah. It is bananas that you can get these people to just show up for like a little bit. Yeah, I'm really I assume, and I assume that the Natalie Portman stuff was footage that they already had. It felt I, like footage for me. Yeah, yeah I agree. But and, she's credited. I, I was sort of surprised to see her credit with everybody else. But maybe she's they got just a good agent. Contracts. Or, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. right. Uh, they either had to or they did it out of. She a didn't have any lines though, so I wondered. That's yeah. why I also agree. I thought it was probably reused footage. Although I, I mean, really it's probably was looking, a suit. Yeah, probably I want a suitcase full of money plus courtesy plus agent plus. I wanted you to know, see. You know, was, I wanted to see Rocket try to seduce her. I think that would have been just the most bizarre, funny scene. Uh, yeah. You know who I thought was like, I uh, sort of a not. I mean, I wouldn't say a hero, but like a uh, as far as an actor goes, like a subtle hero in this is Loki is Tom Hiddleston because he comes in and you know he's he's dead but he does a bunch of extra scenes and it sort of seems like he's not in the movie because it's all he's all in full, in the past um but but at the same time he's also setting himself up for his tv series well, I, I, that's what i yeah but he absconds with the uh the, the testament, testament right right yeah right. and i wondered if that was the jumping off point for the miniseries they're doing is, yeah i think it's gotta be loki running around with the space stone for a while mm-hmm. yeah 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 so the cool thing about having those stones not go the way that they went in our reality is that it doesn't matter because the intel that Thanos gets is from, like, the updated reality of that. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. From the... Like, yeah. Thanos knows that Loki absconded with the, with the stone, so he knows to get it there. Yeah, yeah. I like guess. the way he the way he manages to collect all the stones is still kind of legit, right? Because uh, the intel that he got is updated along with them having moved. Well, except you can't. Although change, you can't you change, change the timeline. Path, okay, so. never yeah, mind. Right, right. Yeah, so, so those did, are all different timelines anyway. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Whatever. I retract my confusion. <laughs> timelines, man. I don't know how you find stuff. that one particular time. I mean, you know, there's, <laughs> but. I guess maybe the time stone. I don't know if there are infinite. If there, well, I mean, they have to go back and re- put you know. And how does Cap do that, all that by himself? But still, it's okay. He's got he's got a hammer. It's fine. And the hammer. I'm not, I'm not convinced that plan makes any sense because I don't think uh, the ancient one is that convinced of it either. Yeah, that scene is a little strange because she goes. Through I like this, that scene. She goes through a very I, complicated I like explanation yeah. of why you have to be careful about this, and then it never really gets back to that. Well, Banner's like, I'll bring it right back. But yeah. to me, that means if you try to go back to bring it back, you will just create a new timeline. Well, I don't think she minds. I my, I when I heard what she said, I don't think that's the problem. I think she's really. I think she's subtly referencing the fact that Dormammu is coming, and and they yes. need the time stone in order to stop Dormammu, and that you know, like you can't just take this because I need this later because this yes. thing is going to happen, and without without saying that specifically and. 
that's you know all if they create another you know a slightly different timeline that's fine as long as they have the time stone Presumably, she could have looked at all the possible futures like Strange did and <laughs> decided yeah, that worked. She yeah, yeah, but she barely didn't. So there's one of two things: either her timeline is condemned to be destroyed by Domamu, the D Dog, or uh, when Thanos snaps his fingers, he decimates all life in his timeline and all other timelines. Oh dear, that's a real, that's a real metaphysical. That's, no, I don't. There. No, I no, no, because they, that doesn't that doesn't work because there are different there. Are, different infinity stones in different timelines and because they were well i mean okay they've addressed this in the comics at least oh okay and they if i mean actually i think in the comics um well at least from parallel universes if you get infinity stones from different universes they don't work right in your universe okay that's a warranty. That makes that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. You need an adapter. I've, just, I've I've run all of the uh, quantum theory in my head. And yeah. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> right. Sure. It's right. like when you go to a different com- country and you need an adapter for your power. Exactly. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Slightly. Different. Um. Uh. Yeah. There's a. <laughs> yeah. The, it's fine. It's fine. It's not a thing that bears yeah. too much thinking about because so much of the enjoyment no. comes from like what's happening yeah. right in front of you at any given moment. Um, yeah, and and I'm kind of I'm kind of torn about the, ti- the the time travel back to previous movies thing. I like I um, I think it's in one way it's a nice sort of tip of the hat to the stuff that they've done to date, um, and then the other uh, the other aspect is it sort of seems like a clip show. <laughs> yeah, I think they do a, a nice bit. job of interleaving yeah. it and also making it a point where like it sure it seems a little bit like a clip show, but you get to see like the new stuff yeah the new stuff the new angles the stuff yeah. that you didn't entirely see uh yeah. plus and to- tony's, tony's tony's time with howard is really yes, good tony's time with howard is great um yeah. although it would have been really funny for cap to run into him too uh i always enjoy their yeah. their, their relationship um right. yeah but he would have known who he was oh absolutely 100 percent. yeah but it yeah. would have been great yeah. <laughs> um and i was gonna say the thing that like i <laughs> I it's funny too because like I I'd spent so much time trying to untangle certain parts of the plot that like I get like wrapped up in my own head. So like I was thinking yeah. I got a little annoyed because I felt like oh Carol's first appearance bringing Tony's ship back doesn't like oh, how does that fit with the whole thing where she shows up and the pager's gone off from the end of Captain Marvel and then yeah, yeah and then Cat had to point out to me like no she shows up then they send her to go get it's Tony a cha- but it's a like, change uh... it's a change of format for those for those ch- bumpers right because. Usually, yeah. you see the bumper the, in the next movie, yes. and in this instance, it's actually no. This is what happens in between the movie you just saw and the movie that you're going to. Part see. of me wondered if it was in in, in Endgame and they cut it just because. Yeah, yeah that, maybe. That, I mean, they might like, have. Because, well, we're yeah. we're over time, and that that you see that right. in Captain Marvel, anyways. So why bother? Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, because it's it's. I kind of missed having that moment of like people being like, "Who the hell are you?" Right? Like. <laughs> yeah. So, but that would have. You know, that's like two, three minutes of screen time minimum. Yeah. Like, who yeah. are you? What are you doing? How do you know uh, Fury? What's going on? Oh, Thanos? Okay. Where, who's Tony? Why do I care about Tony? Okay. Right. Where did he go? Like, the, it's, it's a busy work. Ex, it's exposition. It's all busy work. Whatever. Let it go save mm-hmm. Tony. Yeah. Which, because, by the way, uh, Tony and, um, oh no, Count Nebula. Gillian. Thank Nebula. you. Hanging yeah. out was yes. lovely. I liked that so much. The way that they got along was great. <laughs> playing, playing finger football. <laughs> playing finger football, and she's just so... Which like, is good, not... although it does beg the question of, like, I feel like that's those are great scenes, but as soon as he gets back with the rest of the Avengers, like, 
any bond that they had totally evaporates. I wish oh, I don't think they were yeah, best. Well, yeah, no, but I, I mean, wish a, a little bit. Like, bonds, eva- bonds did evaporate because it, it was the end of the universe. Like that was bad. Yeah. Uh, and five years passes. I mean, and true. he goes off. He goes off to the, the cabin. Yes. I mean, yeah. that's fair. Yeah. I thought that was fair. I thought it was fine. I just yeah, liked that they yeah. got along, and I didn't get the sense that they were great friends. They were just both good at tinkering at stuff, and, and they just got hanging. It. They were hanging yeah. out, and they they well, got but like you a, do have a very nice respect. scene where where she like puts the she tucks him in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And she um, gives him the oxygen too, probably because she doesn't need it that much or something. But yeah, right. Although, as somebody pointed out, like you know, she has a, like. This is one of the the one of the place other places that the critiques of this movie come to play, and I got a good article from this. Uh, I think it was from over on IO Nine about the the role of women in this movie and the role of women in the in the entire MCU at times being yeah. relegated to very much relegated to second fiddle and caretaker for the male characters, and how yeah. nobody mm-hmm. notices that when Nebula comes back, like the the fake Nebula comes back, like nobody notices, even though she has like a totally different arm. <laughs> Well, yeah. she covered it up. Oh, well, that, that that solves all your problems. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, I know. I mean, it's it's yeah. I mean, nobody knows she's the wrong person, right? You know? Yeah, and it's like, well, she's an outsider, and nobody knows her that well. But that would have been an interesting moment for Tony to tweak to, for example, because he spent a lot of time with her. And like, she's also not super yeah. chatty. <laughs> yeah, fair. Yeah, fair. yeah. Tony could have noticed. That's true. Tony but but Karen Gillan's performance in this movie is really good. She's a real standout star in this movie. Yeah, I agree. yeah, yeah. Like she carried I mean, like for. For being sort of a tertiary character in yeah. a in a yeah. secondary film franchise, she carries a lot of the weight in this one. I mean, she's so funny during that football game, and then yes. and then you know later when she delivers the line that says that he won't let me. Um, it's like she's so trapped in her life. Yeah, yeah. It's it just it sort of breaks your heart, and at the same time you think, yeah, shoot her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean that's hard acting under all of that prosthetics. Yeah, yeah. All of that sure. CG, whatever the hell's going on with her. She's got to act as two different people, neither of whom are very likable, but in different ways. <laughs> but in different ways, you know, yeah. Like, how, did, how far did your character progress? Probably don't kill on sight is as, pretty much as far as she's gone, <laughs> which is like... <laughs> but she does a great job. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. What was your guys' feeling on, uh, on Hulk in this movie? I like Brainy Hulk. I miss... Yeah. I missed Smash Em Up Hulk, but uh, yeah. seeing Ruffalo, it, I, like I, I kind of wanted Hulk to rage out and really just go to town on something. But, and uh, and we really miss um, we miss his transition. I mean, he's just there already, and and it's kind of weird because it seems like there was so much left from the previous movie uh, emotionally, but about you know between him and the Hulk that um, yeah. it's all off it's screen. just yeah. like yeah, that's all just like, yeah, that happens. Um, yeah. and I think there was, I think I read an interview where they yeah. talked about that and, they and had. I mean, and I, and, I, and you know, again, they can't do everything in a, um, uh, you know, <laughs> in a movie that's already three hours and nine minutes long. So I, I liked yeah, all the I, little I, touches I understand it, but, there where like, you know, they're sitting at the diner with him and he's got just like gigantic plates of food. Yeah. Uh, right. Right. I yeah. love, I mean, so I, John, you and probably guy, you probably both know the comics better than me. Like there's like, it's kind of like a Grey Hulk thing, right? Like, isn't Grey Hulk kind uh, of? Well, no, no, no. Because okay. Grey, Grey Hulk is like a Grey petulant a teenager. Evil. Um, yeah, he's, oh, he's okay. more. He's yeah, more. He's Mr. all ego driven. He's, yeah. he's smart. Uh, he's smart, but he's more Mister Hyde. He's um and uh, this is like an integrated, uh, but he's not. Like he's not Banner at all. Yeah, um, but there have is, been there have been instances in the comic book definitely where um you know they've had Banner be you know 
the brains and the brawn at the same time. I, I did love, yeah. I, but it's not just the brains. It's like an integrated whole of a character, right? right like, right. He's got like banners, um, meek and demure at times when the integrated sort of hook characters often he's more confident. Uh, he's more confident. Yeah. He's oh, yeah good, I guess that's true. I guess provider, that's right. Yeah. Some know? elements, yeah. but not all the destructive elements. I love though. Right. My favorite scene with him is still the scene where, when they do go back in time and he's like, they're like smash some stuff on the way. And he's like <laughs> kicking the taxi. And he's like, it's, <laughs> just, it's just stupid. It's you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought I like, that, that was really great. I also like the stairs. Yes. The stairs. <laughs> <laughs> so many stairs. <laughs> no more stairs. I just love his dad vests. Like he's still wearing yeah. banner style clothes a lot. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, and some of the now. some of the times he's got uniforms that they put uh, Smart Hulk in, Benny Hulk in, like yeah, that yeah. jumpsuit that he's got. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. With the purple. Yeah. 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 Uh, I like that he's like still smart, but uh, still kind of screws up the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the the time travel device right that's a that's just a good gag <laughs> and that that bit yeah i mean that was i don't i don't feel like i feel like that doesn't make a lot of sense i mean i guess tony's no. explanation is like the best you could probably do with that yeah, time like flows through of, you instead rather of going than through you time time to... went through him yeah. which you know sure <laughs> i don't know how that works but okay that's fine um and but you know banner's reaction is to <laughs> Time travel. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean about it's the Bravado thing, right? Right, because he's okay. Because uh, <laughs> previous Banner wouldn't have done that, but Hulk Banner is like just going for it. Yeah, he's got yeah. To, like compare compare that to Age of Ultron, where he's like Tony, Tony, no, no, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one's like, hey, look, it works. <laughs> Killer <Yeah>. robots, awesome. <laughs> I consider this a win. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, we get some characters who get more screen time here than in the previous, uh, Avengers movie, including a couple people who get screen time that didn't, didn't even appear in the first Infinity War movie, like Scott Lang and Clint. Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, surprised. I was a little surprised at how much Scott got in this movie. Well, I wonder, and that was the thing I wondered going in was how much, um, Scott being stuck in the quantum realm at the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp was going to come into play here. I had a strong suspicion that that was going to yeah. be pivotal. And it did turn out to be, although it did. I thought it was, yeah, I first, I bet wrong on that. I thought it was not going to be, but it, it clearly did not, was. It did not, um, it did not definitively answer my question, which was, I, I, I assume not, but part of me had wondered if being stuck in the quantum realm, if he had been supposed to be snapped and wasn't because he was like essentially someplace else. Right. Yeah. Unfindable. And that yeah. was going to be the key. I uh, yeah. I thought it was going to be some kind of shield coming. thing, right? Like. Right, like some kind right. of shield against Thanos rather than being the, the key to the traveling back. But when I saw the movie, they, uh, his mom basically time traveled, right? Like she was in there for how long her time versus Not how his long mom. Hope's mom. Oh, sorry. Hope's mom. Yeah. Uh, mother-in-law, whatever. Uh, um, <laughs> Catwoman was in there for what? How long her time versus how long her time? Like, like 30 it was years, right? I think. Yeah. I thought it was, oh, one so it was one? a little bit less. Is it, I don't know. I thought it was mostly the same, but um, oh, maybe. But it's but I think the whole you know like it's the it's the perfect MacGuffin thing because it it's yes. it's unpredictable. It could do anything yeah. um, unless you invent a doohickey um, like Tony, and then and then you can put some predictability around, around it. Right. Right. Yeah. So Tony, uh, 
Tony been saving up all those brain power juices for <laughs> just just a good moment, I guess. Yeah, I guess they got they're going to have to rely on Cherry from now on. Yeah, well, so that that uh, yeah, leads <laughs> that leads cool. into kind yeah. of an interesting question, which is the where the MCU goes after this. I, I'm for one, am really glad that so they've described that like the next Spider-Man movie is kind of a coda in the same way that like Ant-Man right. was for the phase one or two. I can't remember. Um, so you have the big climactic event and then you still have kind of like the, the implications. Although I loved, I thought this is as many other people did, like how many, are there like now a bunch of kids who are like five years older than, <laughs> than their account, than their classmates? Yeah. <laughs> no, like that's the whole thing about my, it's like the, the infinity stones are a wish. Everything's back to whatever it should have been. But it is in the future. Like, I think they, like, it is technically yeah. in 2023 now. So, or t- whatever. Yeah, 20, yeah. So, my, my take was, wait, did all of those people know that the other people had been missing all that time? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Tony definitely did. I mean, Tony, so does, you know, when he hugs, when he hugs Peter, he's, he's, uh, that's the reaction oh, yeah, of but a guy Tony, who's, Tony, yeah. Tony had been on this side of the, the events that caused it to happen. I, it wasn't clear to me that people on that side of the events, the people that got erased or the rest of the world well the the well no peter said i mean peter well he didn't know that i mean he didn't know himself because he just like he was like he went to sleep and he woke up right and then but 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 dr strange said five years has passed well when he's but when he sees ned too it seems like they know they've been gone i don't know it's confusing yeah yeah, I mean, really I'm assuming weird. I'm assuming that the 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 you know, there's so many problems with that part of it, like right. logical problems that it doesn't bear. Yeah, so the, the real issue. About. I will say this: the real issue I think that they come down to is that they wanted to give. There's really only one reason that they don't just go back and try to undo things like in a different yeah. way, which is right. that Tony has it's a kid, Morgan. and they don't <laughs> they you know don't want to sacrifice right. that, which is. At the one hand, very Tony Stark, and at the other hand, like, there there are billions of life forms <laughs> at risk yeah. here, and we're trading them for, right. you know, one person. Um, yeah. yeah, but he's the guy that makes the final he's decision. He's the guy who makes the, the snap. Who knows? Right. Like, if Cap yeah. had got it, uh, he probably would have kept his promise, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, I mean, and I think that, that they also more meta well, the, other thing is, the other thing is i mean you know given the rules of the universe given the rules of time travel as they set them up if they did that weren't they just creating another parallel universe right we go live in that parallel universe it sounds and then, great but then but then there would still be one where everybody would be dead <laughs> well yeah you can't fix all the universes john i know <laughs> if you want to make an omelet you got to break some universes uh, Just not no. even not even with the infinity stones uh but, but i was gonna say i think they also from a meta perspective from a writing perspective they wanted tony to have that growth too right of like course. they wanted to send yes. him out in a way that may felt like because that yeah. was the lead-in in the very first thing in infinity war is right. him and pepper talking about having a kid and they even mentioned the naming her morgan uh yeah. and all of that so like i think they wanted yeah. to leave that as a legacy for tony and yeah, I think fine. they spent I and I I sort of appreciated it and I sort of I found it weird when I was watching it the first time. Um when the uh the proto the, whatever the Avengers pull up to Tony's uh uh lake house, um we spend a lot of time with Tony and his kid just one on one, which I think is great because it, it gives Tony a lot of um uh you know, you get to see his growth, you get to see him hanging out with his kid, and he's a really good dad. He's a great dad. Yeah. Well, I mean, all of his, all of his, I acerbic, would say something like that. <laughs> yeah, that's it. All of his acerbic cracks that he makes to people have, um, 
being worn down. And she laughs, by, you know, I mean, like, yeah, exactly. she makes sure they show her laugh face. reaction fine. to that. That's fine. Right, yeah. right. Like, like he still has the basic framework, but it's all being like um, eroded by by love, and it's just so much affection yeah. now that it's it's right. great. It really he's not works. a he's not a YouTube dad who's like you know taking her toys away and then filming her. No, oh god, no, yeah, no. Anyway, we're turning this into your other podcast. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but it, it struck me as a little bit weird that uh, um, Pepper wasn't around that much. Yeah, it's some of the not, not unwelcome because frankly, Gwyneth Paltrow kind of turns me off these days. But yeah, right. Uh, right. Uh, it it was you, a little weird. Yeah. Like it, it felt like uh, I wasn't sure that she was alive for a little bit. Yeah, I, she's off screen that long that I'm like, Wait, did that Pepper felt a little somehow? awkward and it made me wonder if they just were very limited in the in the time they had for her or something. Yeah, but maybe because mm-hmm. he does say he tells Morgan that oh, I've built this helmet or built a suit basically for your mom. But he doesn't even say, like, it's not clear to me at that moment that it is, in fact, Pepper. Yeah, it is a little oh, strange that he's... Oh. Yeah, I, I didn't I'm, think... I didn't... But I didn't consider that, really. I, I mean, I... No, think, no, no. I, I didn't... But, I'm with Guy, though. I knew she was in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm with well, Guy. Well, yeah, A, I knew she was in the movie. But it would have been hilarious if he was with the, uh, the blonde <laughs> so, reporter lady from the first so, one. Yeah. <laughs> Man, he really did not take the whole near-death experience to heart. Yeah. Um, well, that that would also be pretty Tony, as he just hooks up with uh, what's her name? What's the actress? The, it's sorry, it's a famous actor. It's Leslie Bibb. Le- Le- exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that would have been a fun. Uh, that would have been a hilarious cameo. Now, uh, now going, we sort of branched off into our own parallel universe there, but I was start talking about the uh, the future of the MCU after this, which is kind of in an interesting yeah. state. So we have at least one. We have at least one case where a mantle has definitively been handed down. Which is right. Sam becoming Captain America, yeah. um, but it yeah. seems like he's going to the streaming TV yeah. series, right? I would not yeah. say that he would. He may not. I'm sure he will appear if there is a future movie, but I'm not sure. Yeah, if we're I, mean, adding, yeah I wouldn't, certainly wouldn't rule it out. In I any, don't think in that that will be a Captain America movie necessarily. I think they're right. gonna not have, not for a few years. They need to let. You know, he needs a chance Chris to Evans rest him. for a bit. Yes, grow he, him up as a uh, yeah, on the TV. Sam needs you know. to get a chance to to grow to get that role to dissociate that from the Chris Evans cap. Because yes. I think that's the yeah. biggest challenge that that Marvel's going to have now is even with so many of these characters who are not necessarily like household name characters, there is so much tied up in their identities now. Yeah, that. Like, I'm sure Marvel, I'm sure there's a part of Marvel that worries, like, this was it. This was, like, our big one. And, like, it's not to say we're not going to do fine, but, like, we're never going to hit that same high, right? Like, the amount of money well, they just and, made on this thing. And the, and the fact that they're going to they're gonna do the Eternals, which nobody knows. Right. Well, yeah, and it worked great yeah. when the Inhumans, they tried another group of people. Yeah. Nobody knows. Well, yeah. I mean, they were originally going to do that as a movie, and then they did the terrible TV series with that you know, run by that guy who I think they, I hope they have learned to never trust again. Cause he also did, um, iron fist. Mm-hmm. Oh, but, yeah. but well, the, the challenge is how do you build up a new roster of characters? And like, again, iron yeah. man himself was not a big character when they launched this, like in terms right. of, his... no, but he's bigger than the eternals. Sure. Absolutely. Yes. You, could, you could wear the iron man shell head t-shirt and people would basically get it. But there's a question know? of what characters are left that are, I mean, Aside from setting aside all the stuff they just acquired from Fox, which has definitely more, I mean, Fantastic Four and X Men definitely have way more 
name brand recognition, but yeah, they're going to. I think that's where you start after. I think they're not take a breather for like a phase and then start bringing in all the other. other I think they'll get there, but I think it will be a little while. And there's a yeah. I'm just well, they're gonna they're doing. I mean, they still have they have Spider Man, they have Doctor Strange, they have Black Black Panther, Panther, Captain Marvel, Um, presumably. They kept more. Yeah, they could do another Captain Marvel movie. They haven't announced one yet, right? But I don't um, think so. But I think it's it's heavily concerned. There's a Black Widow did well enough did did well enough financially that I would think that they would. (laughs) Well, Black Widow, I believe, is also that's actually yeah. They're doing Black Widow, which leads me to another like. I mean, is it a is it a seek is it a prequel or is it is she coming back somehow? I think it's got to be a prequel and i'm really upset with the way that they dealt with that character i have mixed feelings yeah i think about so it. too and i wonder i like <laughs> i think it'd be a great opportunity to say that was a scroll <laughs> yeah. i have mixed yeah, feelings maybe. about because it. wait wait just sorry just a sec let's look at the original avengers um hawkeye uh is everybody's least favorite avenger uh right. but he ultimately goes through this arc gets all angry starts murdering people and uh we have like about a little 10, 15 minutes worth of arrow in here. Um, <laughs> and then uh, is sort of redeemed five when Matt dies. Yeah. Yeah. Five, yeah. He, actually, man, we should have just done a whole episode bit sometime. That's the member feed stuff. Just Hawkeye, five years in hell. Um, right. you, but have, Nat, Nat, you have failed Nat, this movie. Exactly. Yeah. Well, he was good. But anyway. Uh, Nat, five years on an island called Japan. <laughs> Okay, we could just riff on this for too long. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, Nat, uh, just save the good jokes for when we actually do it. Uh, Nat <laughs> dies to service his story. Yep. Um, yeah. I'm not right. entirely sure what her arc is, except from coming from... Well, we're supposed to believe, like, murderous spy lady, but immediately when we see her, she's mothering uh, Banner as the Hulk. Yeah. Uh, like so, she, she's she's nurturing Banner a lot. Uh, she is uh, supportive of Clint when he gets taken over by Loki. She gets the the worst service. Uh, yes, Banner agreed. gets a good arc. Like he integrates his angry side with his uh, with his nerdy side. I so, guess um, Cap and and Iron Man have well established arcs. Is yeah. that it for the original Avengers? Yeah, it, all, yeah. all of them. Thor. She gets Thor. the worst. Well, Thor. The, Thor by, also gets Thor also gets a good arc. Thor. Sorry. Yes. Thor, but yeah, it's not his yeah, arc's not over. Yeah, I, no, well, so here's arc- the thing. I, let me put it this way. I think I, I 100% agree with you. I don't think that they, they did a very good job with her. And part of it, I think, is they never really fleshed out her character background. They tried, a, right. like, yeah. honestly, as a, the article I was reading about this suggested, like, in some ways, Age of Ultron, though it is, the way it treats her is not great, it has the most about her in it of any sure. of yes. the movies, which is saying right. something. So, yeah, right. to me, part of the big failing for it is that we never got a really good conception of who she was. We get little things dribbed and drabbed out there. And in watching, rewatching Winter Soldier, especially, like, she goes from somebody who Cap, like, really is, does not trust to, right. yeah. like, basically, they have, like, an almost, like, sibling like relationship. And, oh, yeah. yeah. And that's as evidence in this movie, when he goes, movie. Oh, I mean, it's the best movie. Yeah. And I but, think that yes, the failure it is. there is, <laughs> is not having, and this is what I think I'm guessing the prequel will address, is kind of the double agent life that she lived. Because we get that alluded to. Like Redford says at one point, like, must, must get tricky, you know, being a double agent that never really goes away or whatever. But we don't really know anything about it. How did she go from the KGB to working for S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yeah. Like, yeah. it doesn't make much sense. And so I think. Do we know who's doing that movie yet? I don't. Oh, I thought I saw yeah. a name. I mean, because in a way, I would think that, like, I mean, if the Russos would go back to doing the, that that um, Winter Soldier style, I mean, a Winter Soldier style movie about her, 
could be good but i mean it maybe give it, it should give be, it to a maybe woman, it with a woman else. writing team uh, there yeah is exactly a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, yeah uh I it's just that it's just that i think that vibe works really yes. well would work 100 really well take that give it to a woman imdb yes. has a director female director kate shortland attached to it okay which i assume uh i think i kind of remember hearing that that she was attached to the black widow movie so i think that's real yeah there is a report on that from last july so yeah uh i i think that's a big failing that watch atomic blonde uh (laughs) yeah i think you could do a lot to remediate that if with a really good standalone movie but i'm not like i'm not suggesting it would totally fix the the way that they treat her but it provides a big opportunity to kind of flesh out her character and have that make sense because where you have both I, I liked the assessment somewhere. I think it might have been in the interview with the writers in the New York Times, which is really good. You should definitely read it. Uh, they talk about how the progression goes from Tony being selfish to selfless over the course of all these movies and Cap moving from selfless to sort of, I think they describe it as an enlightened self-interest, right? Like he's willing to finally step back and say, "Yeah, I'm going to take yeah. something for myself. Um, and I think that you know natasha has the possibility of having that sim- a similar sort of arc from going from somebody who doesn't trust anybody and who is betraying everybody to being genuine and caring about another person and i do think i i come down kind of in the middle on the way they treat her care on not in the way they treat her character but on the decision that gets made with her ultimate ultimately sacrificing herself because i don't believe you know i agree that servicing hawkeye's story is not the best look but at the same time it should not be purely the domain of men to sacrifice themselves and have heroic deaths. Like there is no, and, and yeah. they, no, and, but it was, it was both women went over that cliff. I agree. I agree. Yes. I, I, and I, right. I, I'm not saying that it's the, I'm not trying to defend all of that decision, but I think that yeah. was a tough decision. And, and they were both the strong independent because screw you kind I, of think, women. I think, I think if, yeah. I think if Hawkeye had been the one instead, I'm not sure that would have been, it wouldn't have been problematic, maybe, but it. I think they should have sent. I think they should have sent different people. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with you on that. I think it would have been boring if the Hawkeye had gone over just to get his family back, because yeah. then like nobody gets anything out of that, other than we get yeah, to see Jeremy yeah, Renner yeah. die. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the whole yeah, okay, that whole thing was. I liked it. I liked the tension between uh, uh, Nat and uh, Hawkeye, but uh, I did not like the way it was resolved. Yeah. So I, I like that they fought each other for who's going to go over the cliff. That was right. awesome right. because they clearly love and respect each other. They love each yeah. other. That's that's the whole point of like yeah. somebody has to give somebody up. But and they, uh, and they, str- and they strung that fight out fairly well. Yes, yeah, I thought so too. I, I, I thought it was great. I enjoyed yeah. that part. It's like it, it, there were a couple of moments where it could have gone either way. Yep. yep. Yes. I, yep. I enjoyed the the choreography on that, if not the meaning yeah. behind it. Right. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but they should have at least sent Cap to their point at one point, so he could be like Red Skull. What are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know why. They, like, did they try beating him up? It seems like step one is beat it's that guy. Well, he up. doesn't like have. He doesn't have the the stone. I mean, that's a. He he just he just tells them what the rules are. You I kind of wanted the, it to be a trick where they're like, "Well, what if we throw you over?" It's like, nope, that was fine. You just needed a soul. <laughs> like, didn't matter yeah. if you really love them. There's no. We didn't actually put in checksum code for that. Even okay. you know, it's weird. That As, it's you know kinda, what, Hawkeye, mm-hmm. like the 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 Hawkeye from the comic books, even if. That guy had did not have the the, the the stone, and it never would have helped. He would have stuck an arrow in him, 
just for fun. That's true. Because why not? You know? <laughs> true. Yes, true. I agree. You're a guy with a red skull face. Guess what? Yeah. You get an arrow just yeah. because I got nothing else to do while we're waiting. I mean, here. Well, yeah, he should have known who he was anyway. But um, yeah. the the thing that's kind of weird about that logic is that um, Nebula was going to kill herself. Oh, no, I'm sorry, uh, Gamora was going to kill herself in order to try and take it because because you know Thanos was killing her. And she was going to try and kill herself in order to take that away from him so that he wouldn't be sacrificing the thing that he loved the most. Right. And yet these two are competing over which one <laughs> trying to kill oh, themselves. Yeah. Right. So it doesn't, I mean, that seems a little weird, but you know, there are different expectations for, you know, their, <laughs> their emotions. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Anyway, I think uh, that was a good 45 minutes warm up for two nights sure. from now Dan. <laughs> yeah well we're gonna get back into this <laughs> that yeah. is for sure um but we are now going to conclude this week's episode because you know it's been a while we've talked about this <laughs> a lot um so we have two episodes left in this season of arrow and they begin next week with our obligatory bruce springsteen title for the penultimate episode living proof uh, and then we have one final episode. You have saved this city. And, you know, we'll probably, because we've done this before, and I think it tends to be fun, I think we'll probably do a live cast of the finale when we record. Yeah. Um, just because uh, it's it's a kick. It's nice to have people drop into the chat room, and, and we could sort of do that live. Yeah. So uh, two weeks, look for that. Um, oh, and uh, I think for the final season, uh, we should run some kind of uh, pool to try to figure out what the Bruce Springsteen title is going to be for the, for the penultimate episode of the show. Are we putting money on this? Is that what's happening? Well, we'll give away one of the t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to give them literally the, sh- the shirt off just your back? Just a shirt. It's just a, it's a plain white t-shirt. It's a shirt off guy's back. You guys don't, you don't trust me to get it. You just don't trust me. Oh uh, well, yeah. You can stop. I feel like, I feel like, like, Natasha like, Romanoff, shirt, like in the, in the little icon in Skype, it looks like a gray, uh, gray t-shirt. For people are fine. Yeah. Yep, that's it. Reading, reading along at home. That's what's happening. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, we shall bring this episode to an end then. And all I have to do is thank my co hosts, John Moltz. Thanks for being here. Uh, 10th Avenue Freeze Out. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> Unlikely, but uh. you know. <laughs> Guy English, always a pleasure. Rosalita. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's happening anymore. Wow. Hmm. They're, they're Springsteen songs. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, uh, and Dancing in the Dark, because uh, it's got my name in it. Uh, thank you all for reading along with us. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and uh, if you listened to the uh, discussion about Endgame, I hope you enjoyed that, too. And if not, yeah. Sorry. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, we will be back there's, next week. There's 14 million ways this could have gone better. but <laughs> you're, still, you're still Biff's to us. Thank yes. you all for reading along with us, and we will see you next week.